you know, I'm a, I'm a baby of the nineties. I grew up with the Weight Watchers household and the hundred calorie cookie thins. I grew up in that. And, uh, I didn't realize how deeply ingrained so much of it was until, you know, you, again, put a label on it and brought to our attention. Maybe this isn't how we should be thinking, but we never questioned it because it's how, how we grew up. This is the Wilder Wellness Podcast, where we discuss all things body image, intuitive eating, and the wilder sides of wellness. Here we reject the diet culture messages that have kept us tame and preoccupied so we can finally build trust with our bodies, embrace true well-being, and have the confidence to take on any adventure. I'm your host, Kristen Ailes, a licensed therapist with a specialty in wilderness therapy. I've spent the last decade dedicating my studies and practice to helping women feel more connected to their bodies, build resiliency, and take up more space on and off of the trail. Tune in each week for new episodes as we chat with wellness professionals, outdoor adventure enthusiasts, and thought leaders that will leave you feeling inspired, connected, and motivated to live a life free from restriction and body shame. You'll receive tangible tools, support, and connection as you take your next steps towards creating a wilder life. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Wilder Wellness Podcast. Today, I have an extremely important guest. I will be introducing my friend, Anna, who has taken the body image course and joined me and a number of incredible women in the Sedona backpacking trip. And today, I'm here to talk to Anna about her journey in the work that we've done together. And I am just so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you today. <laughs> so Anna, just to, like get us started, like tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so I um I grew up in a city about 45 minutes outside of Boston, Massachusetts. And um I'm currently living in San Diego, California. Very exciting. I just moved here a couple of months ago which is um, something I always wanted, but never thought it would happen. So pretty cool that I'm here now. Um, I currently work as a ICU nurse um, and I've been doing that for like two and a half years, which is uh, big, scary and exciting all at the same time. And, uh, you know, I just like to go outside. I love to hike. I love to camp as Kristen knows, camping is my world. (laughs) Just anything that involves being outside, I love. And yeah, yeah, that's a little about me. (laughs) And I like, I think one of the the reasons why I wanted to invite you on the podcast today is because you've just grown so much and I've seen you make so many like big shifts and um, including like moving from Boston to San Diego. And I'm just like, can't wait to hear more about it. Let's start with like, what inspired the move across country? Yeah. So gosh, I mean, I can remember never in my life having an interest to leave home, you know, like I, I wasn't ever actively seeking it. Um, but when I went to 
um, start looking at going to college, I remember being like, you know what? I actually think it would be pretty cool if I went to Colorado. Don't know why I picked there. I didn't know even what it looked like. I had never once done a Google search. I didn't know anyone who lived there. I just decided in my brain that that was the goal one day. And um, obviously, you know, when you're 18, you don't have a lot of resources. And that was a big decision for me to be making. Um, So I didn't really have all the support in the world from my parents. So I just said, okay, well, you know what? Never mind. Dream dead. Maybe it's just not meant to be. Um, But, you know, since then, it's been almost 10 years. And I've still really just been thinking about what's on the other side, you know, what's over there. I only know what I've grown up in. And I just, every year that's gone by and the more I've traveled and explored, I came to realize that, you know, maybe that wasn't just some weird thing that 18 year old me wanted. And it, maybe there was a legitimate desire to explore past what my environment was that I had grown up in. Um, And it's not that I ever specifically thought one day I'd move to San Diego, Never mind California, never thought that would happen. Um, but it just kind of worked out that way. I had never even visited here before. And, um, we just had some family living in the area and it just was this random alignment of, Hey, do you want to do this? You know, the pandemic happening, my boyfriend's job, letting him work remotely, you know, my mom needed a place to live. So it all just kind of like this really strange perfect scenario of things happened and we just kind of were like I think if it's ever going to happen we should just do it now and so that's how we ended up here it was never the plan it was never the goal um but I'm so happy that my life ended up being like this yeah I'm curious like have you always listened to that like little voice like when you were talking about okay Colorado is not going to happen dream dead you know, have you always sort of paid attention to that voice? That's like, okay, Anna, like, keep going, like, keep exploring, or, or does this feel new? Mm, No, that's definitely newer for me. I think, um, I think I definitely did not listen to that voice, um, you know, in my earlier years of growing up and in early high school, even, um, I definitely grew up, I think, a very submissive and compliant person, So if I was told no, I never pushed it past that, Um, you know, so something like, oh, can I move to Colorado and go to school there? The no was enough to tell me that it just wasn't happening and it wasn't meant to be. And I think as I got older um, and I learned to explore, you know, the serendipitous coincidences of life and really lean into those, I kind of found, oh, okay, you know, if I listen to this, sometimes things kind of work out for me and I've become more curious about following that voice or that gut feeling. Um, So that's still, I think, a a working journey that I'm on, learning to listen to that, but it's something I never did. But over the last few years, I have been listening to that and it's kind of been, you know, working out okay for me. So that's still work that I'm doing, you know, to try and explore that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool to learn that like you're starting to trust it a little bit more though. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is the word trust. And I feel like I never had that trust or confidence in that something could be okay if I did follow that. You know, I think a lot of times we try to like defend ourselves, you know, and protect 
Um, and I, I think a lot of times I felt like if I tried to lean in or trust that maybe gut instinct that something might go bad, you know, I'm really superstitious. I'm the queen of superstition. So I think, uh, I never wanted to try and explore that because it, what if it went wrong, you know? So, and things haven't been, and I think that's the payoff that I needed to learn that sometimes it's okay to go with the gut instincts because it might be murky and cloudy while you navigate it. But, you know, when I look back six months later or even a year later or two years later, I can say, wow, you know, that was actually, that was a good thing that I did that. And I listened to that, which encourages me to have the confidence to keep moving forward with trusting those gut instincts and trying to explore those more. Totally. Well, it sounds like you were coming from this place of like really trying to protect yourself, which is some of the work that we've done together around like our inner critic and being like, cool, like the inner critic shows up to tell you like, no, you can't take a trip across country. That's stupid. Or like, no, you can't start like taking pictures or wearing crop tops or whatever. Like that's dumb. And then, you know, like our inner critic will show up and be like, try and stop us from getting hurt. And it sounds like you've just been able to sort of calm that voice down and be like, no, I'm actually going to try. Mm-hmm. And like, know that it's okay. If, even if you did get hurt a little bit, like trusting that you have enough resources within yourself to like take a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, I honestly think the biggest thing was just putting a label to what the inner critic was for me. And I think that's where a really large shift changed was, you know, once I met you and I did the course, when once you gave that label of this is the inner critic, this is that thing that you're experiencing. I never my entire life knew how to explain that feeling. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, you know, that first step of recognition, I think was what I needed to finally have a kickstart because I think that gave me the permission to tell myself, wait a second, you're not crazy. Other people go through this. Other people hear this voice telling them, no, you can't do X, Y, and Z. And I think just having that validation alone was enough motivation for me to understand that that voice is pretty illogical most of the time and that I needed to follow my gut instinct more and that things would be okay. And it, it really has worked out that way, you know, knock on wood. I, I want the good vibes to keep coming, of course. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that's the thing is like that voice has so much power to dictate so much of our life. Like you could not take any chances because that voice is always going to show up and be there. It's just like, how do we respond to it? So our lives don't continue to feel small or, um, or that we don't say yes to the things that we really want to. So thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's totally correct. (laughs) So one of like the big questions I have for you, Anna, is like learning about the relationship with your body you know, maybe two years ago to your relationship with your body now? Yeah. Wow. It's kind of, oh my gosh, it's really a lot to think about. I mean, two years ago before, you know, I joined your course, I can remember really being like in the depths of not a super great place with the relationship with my body 
which has always been my entire life, but had really spearheaded at that point, you know, where it was just years of being so mean to myself for really no good reason. Um, And I just remember being so crushed and feeling so hopeless and that I was just, I knew that it wasn't right. And I knew that I shouldn't feel that way about my body and my relationship to myself. But I sort of was starting to accept that, oh, maybe this is just how it is. And this is how other people exist and they just move on and I've got to move on too and learn to live with it. And uh, it's, it's so sad to think about, you know, even two years ago, what a, what a dark and sad place that I was at with my own relationship with myself. Um, and even just thinking about, you know, the work that I've done over the last two years, even though I'm, I'm not nearly close to a finish line whatsoever, I think just getting the tools to quiet that has improved my quality of life in a way that I truly never, ever thought that I would have. So it's been, it's been really nice to have peace. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your honesty there. It's like, it's not that it's everything. It's just like sunshine and roses and like you're running around in like bikinis every day, you know, like (laughs) there's like, (laughs) (laughs) which like, that's not my reality either, you know, but like having days where there are peace and like having not letting like negative body image or a relationship to body and food like impact our lives so greatly that like we don't do the things that we want to do you know yeah and that's that's the thing is like it was just getting to the point where I couldn't leave my house to go do the things that I loved because I had so many fears and anxieties and imposter syndrome gosh the list could go on of just all the reasons why I told myself I couldn't be enjoying my life or not that I couldn't enjoy my life, but that it just simply was never going to happen for me. And I, I had to just exist in this really sad and oppressive space of what my relationship was to myself. Um, and like you said, it's not, you know, all perfect rainbows, butterflies, bikinis out here going to the nude beach or anything. <laughs> but I definitely, I feel like coming to a place of neutrality has been what I needed. And I never knew that I needed. I always thought that the end goal needed to be this perfect, loving, healed, completely healed relationship with my body. And that seemed like an unattainable goal. It seemed like it could probably take me my entire lifetime to achieve that. And I didn't realize that really what I needed to start doing that work was come to a place of neutrality. And I, in the grand scheme of it, I'll got there really quickly. I just needed like some tools and some guidance. And I'm honestly perfectly content with just existing in neutrality because that gives me more space internally to do the work when I'm not beating myself down. So that has been the biggest thing for me to help get me to this point. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool to hear you talk about you and this work I just want to say (laughs) um it's really really inspiring oh thank you I I feel like it's kind of silly to say but at the same time I do sort of feel like I inspire myself it's I'm really proud of 
who I am like right now. It's crazy to think two years ago where I was at. Yeah. I feel bad for two years ago, me, that I, I felt like that. Yeah. What do you think you would say to her knowing what you know now? It really actually could get better. That's what I, I wish I could tell myself because I'm the queen of telling other people that and I can never follow my own advice. So I say, no, it's going to get better. Time heals. You, you're your own barrier. You've got to do the work. But I never felt like it would ever, I would ever get out of that. Like I felt there was a permanent barrier. There was just something wrong with me. That's who I was. I had to accept it. And I didn't realize that I, I too genuinely could get out of that space. And I really wish that I could have told myself that it is in fact possible to just be in a better, more neutral space where I can enjoy things. Yeah, some of the work that we've done together in the course is really talking about this idea of like our wild woman, which isn't anything crazy, but it's like this like sort of internal wisdom that we have. And it's like this idea of like, who would we want to show up as, um, as a people who aren't so tied down by body image um, concerns? Tell me, like, do you feel connected to like sort of this like more wise part of yourself? I definitely do. You know, I think my journey to achieving that is absolutely not done. Um, But I feel much more connected to who my wild woman is than I did two years ago. And I, I can remember one of the exercises that we had done in the course was writing out in a perfect world, who is our wild woman? We had no inhibitions, no fears. What would we show up as? And I remember a lot of the key words that I used were like about freedom and about peace and just basically being this floating butterfly in the wind. And I, it's so funny to like think about, you know, all of these goals that I had had for myself, if I could just simply let go. And I, I feel like now having done that exercise and visualized this is how I would love to be, gave me that ability to, you know, come to that neutrality, recognize my inner critic and realign what my values are and what I want to see for myself in my life. And I think verbalizing in that clear idea for me, something that I never knew I I needed, you know, I, I thought that I knew who I was and I thought I knew what I wanted, but sometimes it's actually different to write it down and manifest that and have it clearly in front of me saying, no, this is what I want. And I'm communicating it to strangers that I don't know. That's, you know, a a whole other portion that I think was super important to my journey is having that honesty, not only with myself, but being strong enough to be honest with other people about what I wanted. And that's given me a lot of, I think, clarity on how to how to chase this journey to where I want to be. Yeah. Well, it's really cool. I look at you and you have relationships with like a number of the people you've done this work with. I do. I feel like not just relationships, like I, that's sort of, I think, a, even a dull downward. I truly have friends, Yeah. you know, that, which is pretty cool. It's kind of crazy to think I literally met people on the internet and I've flown across the country to go see them. And it's been amazing. 
like what a oh my gosh like what a blessing to literally have friends all across the country from some random thing I I found online that I never thought it would have blossomed into this yeah I just I every time I see you you know visiting someone else from the program I just like warms my heart so much um it's like it gives me inspiration to like keep doing this and like keep creating connections um because the people who do choose to do this work are like really badass and really wholehearted and fun people you know like that's been the most fun is like the people that can come and talk about their body image struggles but also still like have a good time (laughs) which is totally like how I felt about our cohort you know yeah definitely I it's incredible how close we all got with each other in such a short period of time but I think you know when you give that space for all of us to be really vulnerable and you know sometimes you know people were really honest and we were really laying it all out there um, because it felt like it was a safe space for us to do so and it gave us a place to do so and I think being so vulnerable allowed us to all feel closer to each other yeah and it allowed us I think to advance our relationships much faster than it would have if we had never talked so in depth about so many really, you know, sensitive topics. So I think that gave us a way to all bond really closely with each other, um, which is awesome because I cannot believe that I left with friends out of, you know, that course. I never expected that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely, I know, I know that we all know so much about each other, probably more so than like some of our like really oldest friends, you know? And like, that's, that's really cool. I want to ask you about the trip and being in person with people too, but what was, do you think like one of the biggest takeaways in terms of some of the exercises we did? You talked a little bit about the inner critic and like the wild woman. Was there any like sort of lesson that you really felt like stuck with you or was important? Oh gosh. I mean, I think there were a lot of things that stuck out to me, but obviously, as I talked before, the inner critic, I think was truly the biggest thing for me was getting that label to understand what that voice was in my head and what I was experiencing. Um, That recognition I think was huge. Um, And another thing that I actually, funny enough, I bring up a lot in my daily life is this sort of like rejecting the diet culture way of thinking, which is, you know, I'm a, I'm a baby of the nineties. I grew up with the Weight Watchers household and the hundred calorie cookie thins. I grew up in that. And uh, I didn't realize how deeply ingrained so much of it was until, you know, you again, put a label on it and brought to our attention, maybe this isn't how we should be thinking, but we never questioned it because it's how, how we grew up. It's what we grew up to think like. Mm-hmm. And I find myself a lot now in my everyday life, recognizing those words and those ideas that other people are using and stopping myself from falling into agreeing with that and thinking maybe I should be doing it too. Um, And it's even kind of incredible, you know, I work as a nurse, you know, my job is really important can people about their health and their lifestyle. And it's really interesting to see even how many nurses that I work with that are still discussing these 
diet culture things and really toxic eating behaviors and really toxic exercising behaviors. Um, and I think when you talked about that in the program, it gave me again, those tools to separate myself from it and be, I can at least now hear people talk about it and say, that's just not for me. I, it doesn't suit me. It's not for me. And, you know, it gives me the strength to, I think, at least create a constructive dialogue with those people who are talking about it, you know, whether it's my patients, it's my coworkers and say, hey, well, have you ever thought about maybe it doesn't have to be this way? Maybe you don't have to do these things. Um, So I think just having that outside perspective and a, a new perspective on things that I think many of us just except as a standard of life is dieting and, you know, yo-yo dieting and diet culture thoughts. It's nice to have that other perspective now and create a dialogue with other people to maybe stimulate questions within themselves to think maybe I shouldn't be thinking this. Maybe it's not healthy. Maybe it's, (laughs) maybe it's hindering me to be so deep into diet culture. Totally. You know, and I think and it's hard because I think we all, I don't ever promise somebody that, you know, you're never going to be tempted to go on a diet ever again because we're human, you know, like you might go through times where you're like, shit, my like eating or my eating disorder voice or my inner critic is really, really loud right now. And, you know, like I maybe I'll like dabble with this like restrictive eating pattern for a week and that's okay. You know, it's just like, I want people to have choice like have all the information you need before you decide to like hijack your life for like however long. (laughs) Because I think for so long, people are like, great, I'm either on a diet or I'm not on a diet. And really like you could have just been eating normally the whole time and probably ended up the same size. 100%. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, just hearing people talk about dieting, Sometimes I still find myself latching on to, oh, well, you know, if they're doing it, you know, maybe I should, and you know, they, they look good. So maybe I'll look good, but at least now I have that recognition to step back and say, wait a second. No, I've been down this road before and it's literally never worked out once for me emotionally, physically, like in no way has it ever benefited me. Um, but I've never been able before in my life to pull myself out of that. If I could hear somebody talking about that, I would immediately latch on and think I needed to be doing that too, or I needed to be doing more. I needed to achieve more than them, you know, for whatever reason, they're not doing it right. I could maybe do it better, but it never made me happy. Gosh, it was miserable. And so it's so nice to be in a place where I can at least recognize other people talking about it and not feel myself fall back into it. Yeah. Well, and I think like one of the really beautiful things about choosing to trust your body, trust your appetite, trust your hunger is that like, it also helps you build trust in, in trusting yourself about like moving across country, like trusting that, like, wait a second, like, am I happy? Like what changes do I have to make? If you can start to build trust with your body, it sort of like seeps in in all the different areas of your life from like food to like big life decisions to career moves to whatever, you know, or even just like holding boundaries. And so, you know, while, you know, not going on a diet might seem small, it actually is like this really huge, has a huge domino effect. 
It really does, which is something two year ago me would have rolled my eyes at and been like, yeah, okay. You know, something advice I would have given to somebody else to be like, no, the domino effect, it's really real. But I could never truly believe that. And I don't know why, like, I think when people say that, that they were just lying. Sure. They, they were just saying it to make me feel better, but it's, it's really true. It really, really does have a domino effect and has affected so many other areas of my life. Tell me about coming to Sedona. So we had done the six week body image program and had done it virtually. And then I was like, let's do a trip. And you're like, sure, I'll be there. <laughs> what was that experience like for you? being in person and, and doing this like sort of adventure far away from home? It was really scary. Oh my gosh, it was so scary. I swear I've never had more anxiety in my life than prepping for the trip. And I remember us talking very clearly before our trip um, and I just emotional blurted out to everybody. I was like, this is how I'm feeling. And I don't feel like I deserve to be there. And I find myself falling back in a really bad eating patterns because I feel like I have to look good in shorts to go hiking. And everybody else is going to look really amazing in shorts and sporty and outdoorsy. And I, I remember so vividly having that conversation with you and other people in our group being like, oh, wait, are you thinking like that? Because I also have been panicking about wearing shorts on our hiking trip. And it was, I think in that moment that made me feel a little bit better. Like, okay, reel it back, reel it back. These are real people, real people who have shared experiences. And even though they might have a different life and may look different than you, they still have those same shared experiences of fear and anxiety and maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome. Um, so I think having that conversation was so important to give me the courage to say, no, okay, it's going to be okay. I can do this. I had never flown by myself before. Wow. I had luckily been to Arizona before, but you know, I, it was a really big first time trip for me. And not only did I fly by myself, but I, um, I planned extra time before and after our backpacking trip to be alone because I said, you know what, if I'm spending the money to fly to Arizona, God damn it, I'm going to enjoy it. And I had never camped before. I had never set up my tent by myself. You know, I had been camping for years with my, my partner and I knew what to do, but I have never had the courage to do it by myself. And so I just was like, if I'm going out here already alone, like we're just gonna do it, girl. We're just gonna send it. So yeah, I, I camped for I think four days before our trip. Then we went backpacking for a few days. And then I camped, I think another five days after that as well. And I drove all the way up to Utah and back down to Arizona. It was such a cool experience, which I'm so grateful for. Cause I think, just going on our backpacking trip empowered me to keep going. Cause I think, you know, two years ago, Anna very easily could have picked my very first camping spot in Sedona and stayed there my entire two weeks of my trip. 
I very easily could have given up on all the other hopes, dreams, aspirations for my vacation and gone right back to what felt safe and comfortable and not continue to explore. But I felt so empowered and so brave and so strong after our backpacking trip that I was like, no, it's fine. I got this. And I just went for it. Yeah, you slayed that trip. (laughs) It was so cool. Like you like really got after it in these like big ways. And I remember there were even like days where it was like really stormy and you're like, and then I just stayed in my tent and there was like a thunderstorm outside and I like (laughs) sat through it and I just, it's been so fun. You know, that trip, it was fun to watch you go on all these adventures, but really like the last two years, which is why I really wanted you to come on the podcast, like watching your, uh, I don't want to call it courage. It's just like your sense of adventure and your trust in yourself has just expanded in this way. That's like so exciting. Yeah, it it really has. Like, I think that courage to continue to explore my sense of adventure has really been key to getting me to this space that I'm currently in and getting me to a space where I'm willing to keep exploring that. Yeah. And it's totally all you, you know, like I am so blessed to be a part of your journey, but I want you to know that like, this is mostly you. And, you know, I think that you should keep trusting yourself because you're doing incredible things. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely seeing the fruits of my labor. That's for sure. So in our work together, what do you think has been like one of the biggest takeaways or things that has been the most impactful for you? Not an exercise, but like, you know, just in taking, saying yes and like taking the first step, like what do you think has been the most important lesson? Honestly, the most important lesson that I gained out of all of it was coming to the understanding that my individual experience was actually not that individual to me. A lot of other people were in the same headspace, thought the same way as me, felt the same way as me. And I really felt like I could only be thinking and feeling this way because nobody else looks like me and nobody else, you know, comes from where I come from and has had the experiences that I've had So therefore I felt that nobody else could be in such a a tough place and everybody, everybody else was doing so much better and was way happier and no one could relate to where I was at. Mm -hmm. And I did not truly did not have an understanding that that was again, my inner critic lying to me. And once people started opening up and were sharing, I realized that people who looked very different from me still had the same experiences And that made me feel so much less alone. And that was something I really needed to hear. And I'm so grateful for, of course, I'm grateful for everything that we learned in our course and on our trip, just all the work that we've done together since knowing each other. But that has been, I think the most impactful thing for me is knowing that I was not alone. I've seen you embrace community so hard throughout this experience. And it's been, it's been really wonderful to see you name how important that is to you and then continue to prioritize it as one of your main values. 
Oh, it absolutely is. And I think I didn't realize that that would be something really important to me. Um, I think something that I was missing in my life and didn't know was relationships with other strong women. Yeah. I grew up in a neighborhood with all boys. I grew up playing in the mud with the boys and taking the ATVs out back in the mud. And, you know, my dad wanted me to go hunting and fishing. And I was always in a space with men. And not that it was a bad thing. I think I got a lot of positives out of that. But I always wrote off that my relationships to other women just would simply never be. And I always got along better with guys and I'll always relate to them better and they're more relaxed and this, that, and the next thing. And girls don't like to be outside. So that's just my reality and I have to accept it. And I really didn't realize how beneficial it could be for me to have relationships with other women who felt the same way, who enjoyed the same things, who wanted to do the same work that I was doing. And not only that, but other women who were people that I look up to, people who I think are super badass and super cool. And they're really down to earth and supportive. And I didn't realize that that was a relationship and a dynamic that I needed in my life. Hmm. Same. I have like the same experience of being a kid and being like, boys are just easier, you know? Mm -hmm. And like realizing too, that a huge part of my, the block that I had with women was mostly me, you know? Absolutely. And that like, I think a lot of the thing that kept me from being in a relationship with women a lot was rather than trying to connect with them and understand them, I was just constantly comparing myself to them and finding a way not to not to feel accepted within groups of women because I didn't feel comfortable too. So, same girl. <laughs> oh my you really hit the nail on the head though. I mean, I truly, truly, truly how I have always felt. So I'm, I'm so glad to be at a place, you know, where I've been able to make really strong relationships with strong women, powerful women, inspiring women. It's, it's really been such a, an important tool for me to, to move forward with. No, you're just the best. (laughs) You're the best. (laughs) Uh, Well, Anna, is there anything else that you want to leave our audience with or any like, yeah, last thoughts? I think my last thought is going to be a really brief story about, I think it's important that your listeners hear how I found you. Okay. (laughs) So I followed Kristen on Instagram for, I think a couple of years and I didn't really super engage with her content. I just kind of followed along and I'd scroll by and I can vividly remember sitting in my backyard with my childhood best friend on an August day. And I was just sobbing and I was saying how, scared I was about where I was at with my body and my disordered eating habits and this like soul crushing anxiety and feeling like this was, this was truly like the end of the world. I was in such a horrible place emotionally. And after wiping my tears and picking myself back up, I grabbed my phone to kind of distract myself from what I was talking about. And the first thing that popped up on my Instagram feed was 
your six week body image course. And I think the, the advertisement on the front that you had posted that very first post was like, do you constantly shit talk yourself? And I remember reading it and being like, yes, scroll. Are you tired of shit talking yourself? I'm like, yes, yes I am. And I think you had posted it maybe 20 something seconds prior. It came at this crazy convenient time where I was in, I think the lowest of the lowest point for myself. And I saw that post come up on my Instagram feed and I immediately, no questions asked, knew that it was, it was meant to be. And I, I had to follow through with that. And I really had never engaged with your content before. It was this huge leap of faith. And I was like, I don't even care. I'm just doing it. I feel like the universe could not have screamed at me louder. Like it truly couldn't have yelled at me louder to give me that gift of seeing that in that moment, because that has changed the trajectory of my life so vastly. And I'm super grateful for that. And I just really hope that anybody who listens to your podcast and engages with your content can maybe see a little bit of themselves in what my story is to you, which is I found you out of nowhere. And I had never engaged with your content. And I took a leap of faith being like, you know what, this sounds like something I could need. And if it works out, cool. And if it doesn't, that's fine too. I'm right back where I started. And I took that chance and it super, super, super worked out. So I, I hope that other people can find that, that courage and that strength to see themselves in my story and, you know, follow through and do that, do that work because it's been really life-changing. It has. Thank you, Anna. That made me tear up a little bit. <laughs> Today, uh, I really needed that. And so thank you for, for sharing and thank you for sharing your story <laughs> to the internet. I really, really appreciate it. And you inspire me on the daily. And I just can't wait to be of your, a part of your life for a long time. And I trust that we're going to be in contact for forever. <laughs> uh, you're not with me yet, girlfriend. <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Anna. And I will link your Instagram to the podcast notes so people can go say hi if they want to, or if they have any questions for you and your story. Um, I hope that it's okay that they reach out and just like say hello. And oh, please do. And I really, really appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for talking with me. This was actually a lot less scary than I thought it would be. And I'm so glad that we we got to talk about this. Yay. Yay. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Anna. And we will be talking soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wilder Wellness Podcast. If you loved this episode, head on over to rate and subscribe. New episodes drop each week. I can't wait to catch up with you on and off of the trail. See you then.